Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam! Creature stole my Twinkie. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass! Hello! My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. It's John. It's Pat. Hey, hey, hey. It's the 30-something movie podcast. Here we are, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so this time around, we are talking about Monster Squad, the Monster Squad, the one and only Monster Squad. As far as I know, there are no other Monster Squads. Yeah, I, yep, that's the only one I know. Mm-hmm. And what a great one it is. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and we'll get into it, but there were some, there were some interesting things that, about this movie that I did not know as a kid. Um, you know, because you see these movies as a kid, and you're like, oh, man, that movie was awesome. I watched it a whole bunch of times when I was little, and... And then you find out, well, I guess this is one of the things I was going to mention later. Then you find out it only spent two weeks in the theater. Wow. It was in the theater for two weeks. And then like, it was, it was such a, a flop that critics didn't like it. It was such a flop that it was gone within two weeks. And the only huh. was popular was because when it came out on VHS, then everybody went to go pick it up. Well, you know, it's like those, like, I guess those cult classics. Right. You know, that, that, that happens too, but that's just kind of interesting because it's a, well, we'll get into it, but it's a well, it seems like a really well put together movie. Like I was, anyways, we'll get into it. I don't want to jump ahead too much, but that's surprising. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I was kind of, I was surprised too, but, um, yeah. So this time around we are talking about the monster squad. Um, this one came out in 1987 as all of our movies this year are coming out in 87. If this is the first time you're listening to us, uh, that's kind of the, uh, shtick of our show. Is, there it is. That's, that's why we call ourselves the 30-something movie podcast, uh, because we are looking at movies that came out 30 years ago this year. So since it's 2017, we are looking at 1987 movies. So if you're listening to this at some other time, or if you're listening to one of the other episodes of our podcast, that's how we roll. If it's 2017 when we're recording this, it's going to be a 1987 movie. Last year, we did 1986 movies. The year before that, it was 84 and 85, because that's when we started the show, and there were too many good 84 movies. Um, so we kind of mixed those into our 1985 movies and did it that way. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's what we do. Um, so in the next year will be 1988 and then 1989 will be in two more years. And that's the year Pat's been waiting for. Yes. Cause then we get to talk about Batman. Ah, oh, yes, we do. We get to 1991 and then I get to talk about the Rocketeer. Oh, the Rocket who? Do you not read the papers? <laughs> Rocketeer is an I'm awesome really looking forward to talking about that one. I've been listening to, I think I mentioned to you guys, there's a podcast called the Rocketeer Minute and they go minute by minute yeah. through the movie. Yeah. Come to find out, there are a whole bunch of shows that do the minute by minute thing. There's an Indiana Jones minute. There's a Star Wars minute. There's, what were some of the other ones? And then basically they just, they use that, whatever they talk about in that minute that you said, at least on the Rocketeer, it can be a jumping off point and they can get into a whole bunch of other things that maybe don't even seem related to the movie, but whatever they're talking about in that one minute that splits them off. Do I have that understanding correct? That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like the first few minutes, because the first few minutes of that movie take place at the airport, um, at that airfield. So they spent their first several episodes just talking about historical airplanes. 
That's cool. Uh, that was really cool. And then they've a few of the other times, you know, they've got like the last couple of episodes I listened to. They were talking about the scene where uh, Timothy Dalton is on the movie set and he's filming the scene where he's sword fighting. Mm-hmm. So they pulled in some different uh, actors to talk about what it's like to, you know, since Jennifer Connelly was kind of a uh, piece of scenery, as they call her. Mm-hmm. Um, because she was part of the scenery, they called in a couple of actor friends that they have and they're like, well, tell us a little bit about like what it takes to get into movies and like, what is it? Do you have to start from, you know, being a supporting, you know, just extra character off to the side and then do you work your way up or how do you go about doing that? So that's been kind of cool where they'll take somebody from one of those positions and, and talk about that. One of the last ones was woman who's not in acting anymore. Do you remember the, the woman that was kind of the, she was like the ditzy princess and she couldn't say the line, right? Yeah. It's really upset with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently yes. at the time she was married to Joe Johnston, the director of the movie. Oh, that's funny. So she's like, yeah, I slept with the director and I got a part. <laughs> nice. Okay, well, I mean, I guess that's one way to do it in Hollywood. That's the way to make it happen, man. A lot of other fun podcasts. Um, I was going to ask you, since we're talking about that, if there was a movie, I'm not saying we're going to do this, but if there was a movie that you could take apart minute by minute and do a show on it, what movie would you pick? And I have to think of something different because I would have picked The Rocketeer. It's already been. So, yeah, I don't know, man. That's a, that's a that's an interesting question that you pose. I mean, you know, the, I guess the knee jerk would be, you know, like one of your favorite movies. Yeah. You know, like I could one, see. You're like so chock full of stuff that you know. Yes, I can well, absolutely talk about. Okay. Well, let's. Yeah. I mean. That's that's see, and that's where it gets interesting because okay, um, let's uh, yeah, geez, like which which way would you go? Because I mean, I could see I could see saying, oh, the Great Escape. I mean, that would be, you know, there would be a whole bunch of different things you could talk about in that. But then you know, another one of my favorite movies, like Logan, just came out this year. Yeah. Could I go minute by minute and talk about that? Are there is it so chock full of stuff you can talk about, or is it just bigger concepts that? Uh, you kind of have to watch a chunk of it and then let it sink in. Y- you know what I'm saying? So, I don't know, man. So, I Rocketeer, look- what else? What else could you do? Well, see, I just looked at the list of minute-by-minute podcasts, and they've already taken the one I was going to choose. What are you going to choose? I-, I found the catalog. I found some website that is cataloging. Maybe it's the official one, but they've cataloged all of the different movies-by-minute podcasts. Okay. Okay. They have a Star Wars minute. They have a Goodfellas minute. They have a Back to the Future minute. Um, which that might have been one I would have chosen. They have an Indiana Jones minute. Uh, they have a Star Trek minute. Okay. They have one called Gutter Balls. It's a Big Lebowski minute. <laughs> yeah. They have one called As If. It's a Clueless minute. Uh, they have one called Assembling the Avengers. It's a minute by minute of the Avengers. Um, the one that I would have done that I saw here is Alien minute. Okay. They do. It looks like the original Alien movie. They might do the others once they're done, but uh, they've got a Ghostbusters, Caddyshack, uh, Big Trouble in Little China, uh, Lord of the Rings, Beetlejuice, The Burbs, Jurassic Park, uh, Terminator, Harry Potter, Spinal Tap, Living Dead, Goonies, uh, Fifth Element. You know, they really seem to kind of do it with just about any movie. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? It's all, different. it's all different people. It's not the same people doing everything. I mean, you spend your entire life doing it if it was that one, but yeah. Um, they got Princess Bride Minute, Mad Max, the DC Cinematic Universe Minute. Uh, oh, man, they stole the other one, Tombstone. 
Okay. Tombstone Minute, uh, Jurassic Park 2 Minute, Spider-Man, Disney Animated, Gremlins, you got The Rocketeer, Mystic Pizza, Beauty and the Beast, uh, the Tarantino Minute, films of Tarantino, and they have yeah. an Army of Darkness Minute. They stole my other one. Hmm. You know, why do we even do this? <sighs> People are just going to keep stealing my ideas. Why do we do this? Yeah, John, you, you pose an interesting question. You know what, I'm going to go I, back in time, and I'm going to do these things before these people think of them. Yeah. And whatever, okay, here's the thing. Remember a trash can. Yeah. When we go back, wild, remember a trash can. Wild Stallings rule. That would be a fun minute, is the Bill and Ted minute. I don't think anybody's done that. Yeah. Do you, know, we sh- you know what we should do is our next, um, you know, when we're in... Uh, uh, our uh, uh, pre-recording meetings. Mm-hmm. Let's try. Let's try that. Let's watch the, a minute of a movie, and then you know, just see how that see see what that would be like. You know what we could do that would be a lot of fun. What? Watch a minute of a different movie every episode, <sighs> and just really confuse people. That would be that would be interesting. Like you'd have that to pick would... your favorite minute from each movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I could see that. I could see that. Episode one, episode one is from this movie, and second episode's from this movie, and second episode's from this movie. Just watching a minute of the movie. I feel like that might be a little disjointed. It, it, perhaps it would be. Yeah. Perhaps it would be. All right. I, I like the Bill and Ted idea. I don't see a Bill and Ted one on here. Yeah. Right. Bill and- Movies by minute, we're coming for you. Yeah, no kidding, man. We got we to gotta stake our claim. Mm-hmm. I, there's no way, uh, no way. I'm doing another podcast right now. I, no. I, I think <laughs> we should email out to all the guys. Hey guys, just so you know, we're we're gonna start doubling everything up. So when yep. you know, <laughs> I, need, I need you guys to watch four movies every week. <laughs> Be ready for a one minute discussion. Well, okay. you need to give up your entire lives. You know what? Quit your jobs. Quit you know job. what? In all fairness, in all fairness, they we don't need to watch four movies every week no that's true we would basically need to watch one minute mm-hmm. and then or not one minute we would basically need to watch one movie and then a minute of another movie you know what i'm saying uh, yeah so now i see it's, it's not probably not that much no i mean those though i think most of those podcasts they do like one minute uh, they do a show every day on each of those minutes oh oof. yeah like the rocketeer one they have a show monday through friday Okay. And each of their shows is somewhere between half an hour to 45 minutes. That's a lot. And I would imagine they record some of those back to back, but yeah, no. Well, if anybody's listening to this and you have a great idea, not saying we're going to do it, but if you have a great idea for a minute by minute podcast, then feel free to let us know. And what we need to do is just keep this discussion. Probably going to be better than our ideas. So yeah. Yeah. What we need to do is keep this discussion going until right. like, uh, what was it? What was it? Evil Dead 2 mm-hmm. weeks ago or well, a week ago. And uh, we were discussing Evil Dead 2. And then we got to the part of the night we were recording late at night where everything is a good idea. Right. Then we pose this idea and then everyone will be on board. Right. That's true. I like it. I, I love this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. Let's do it. Do it. All right. Well, uh, do we have any new movie news? Joel Schumacher apologized for Batman and Robin. I, there you go. That's news. <laughs> happened a long time ago, but oh, did it happen a long time ago? No, it should have happened a long time ago. 
it should have happened a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's right, man. But I mean, I think we're I think we're knocking off the people that need to apologize. I mean, I don't know that George Clooney needs to apologize, but I think he already apologized a while ago. Yeah, the article I found it up on CNN.com, and uh, it was um, it was pretty funny. And they, they he was talking about getting George Clooney, and he was the young up and coming actor. And yeah, yeah, he just said that he asked George Clooney. And George Clooney's like, "I'll do it if you do it," you know. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's. <laughs> I don't like know. That's like the same response for if you want to go like skydiving or bungee jumping. Yeah, I know. It's just like, ah, that's maybe not why. I'll do it if you do it. You you jump yeah. and I'll jump. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, um, actually, one of the actors that's in this movie was in Batman and Robin. Okay. Yeah, it was, uh, let me jump real quick. The guy who played the mummy. Okay. The guy who played the mummy played uh, Skinny Bane. Oh, <laughs> before they juice him up. Yeah, that's right. Bane. Yeah, he played skinny oh. Bane. So he was known for playing real skinny people. Well, I guess that works, man. I guess that yeah. works. I was uh, in. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. All right. That's well, about it for new movie I, news. Yeah, uh, I don't think I have anything else. New movie news. Oh, the only other thing I saw, which I thought was kind of interesting and I thought you might enjoy, too, is um, they are going to be writing a comic book. Uh, let me pull this up here because I just read about it. They're going to be writing a comic book, comic book called uh, Old Jack Burton. Old Jack Burton? Trouble in Little China. Okay. And it's here we go. Let's see. Uh, it's going to be called Big Trouble in Little China, Old Man Jack. <laughs> basically, what it sounds like, and I, I tweeted this out just maybe an hour ago, is that basically what this sounds like is a cross between Big Trouble in Little China and Old Man Logan. Okay. So what they end up, here's, so here's the plot synopsis. The year is 2020. This is, this is a comic book. It's not going to be a movie. It's a comic book, okay. but um, it is going to be, uh, John Carpenter is going to be co-written, co-writing this, and he's the one that wrote uh, and directed Big Trouble in Little China. Okay. So here's the plot synopsis. The year is 2020 and hell is literally on earth. Ching Dai, sick of relying on screw-ups like Lo Pan to do his bidding, has broken the barriers between earth and the infinite hells and has declared himself ruler of all. 60-year-old Jack Burton is alone in a tiny corner of Florida with only his broken radio to talk to until one day it manages to pick up a message. Someone is out there in the hellscape and they know a way to stop Ching Dai. Huh. Huh. Well. So. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Could be interesting. It, it could, could be fun. Be. It sounds just crazy enough to maybe be fun. Yeah. I don't I know. Mean, and, it might be just crazy enough for me to at least buy the first issue of it. Yeah. And you know what? I keep thinking, okay, it's a comic book. You know, I mean, uh, well, I don't know. That sounded too dismissive of comics. I didn't mean it to come out like that. <laughs> but, um, Yeah. So let me ask you this. Well, let's take that a different direction then. If they were to do this comic book and they said, wow, this comic book's a lot of fun. This comic, the story's good. John Carpenter wrote it. Um, let's make this comic book into the sequel. Would you want them to do yeah. that? I, I don't know. I don't know. See, the thing I'm stumbling on and the reason that I'm not completing sentences other than I usually get excited and not complete sentences mm -hmm. is that I kind of am falling into the trap where, you know, that movie was very unique and very eighties, yeah. you know, I mean, Kurt Russell played like 
the character as only Kurt Russell could. You know, it was the kind of the modern Western. It had uh, Kung Fu stuff in it. It had humor. You know, there were a lot of different moving parts in that movie. And so, okay, I could see it going to a comic, but you're only going to have a slice of what that movie offered. Mm -hmm. So if you were into the Kung Fu that that movie showed, which obviously when I was a kid and I first saw it, that's what captured my attention, then, okay, I think you're going to like the comic. If you're into the comedy that that movie offered, which, you know, as I was a little bit older and kept rewatching that movie, like basically every month, I started to get more and more of the humor um, to it and just kind of be like, you know, laugh at the characters, then I, I don't know, will that transfer to a comic? And so that's where I say is that, okay, well, the comic might be fun because, okay, they're the beloved characters that you remember from uh, uh, the movie. Yeah. But I don't know if the sum total of that movie is going to be able to be captured in a comic book. You, you, get, what I'm, you get where I'm going with that? Yeah. So I think if you liked, okay, crazy, you know, Asian demigods and monsters and goblins and all that kind of stuff and kung fu fighting, then I think the comic will be able to offer that. But I don't think you'll be able to get the humor. And then as far as doing a riff on the old man Logan thing, now granted I haven't read that particular well, I've read part of that particular comic. That story seems to fit a little bit more with the Marvel characters and, and um, you know, Wolverine in particular and, and so on. Yeah. When you apply that to Jack Burton, is that just going to seem like, why are we going? Like, well, if that, why, why are we I going? and I don't know for sure that that's the direction they're taking. I, with the name of the comic, I kind of feel like maybe it is that maybe they're kind of poking fun at the old man Logan story. Okay. Cause in that comic, and again, I have, I don't think I've read the entire thing, mm-hmm. uh, but I've read enough of it that I know what the story is. And it's Logan kind of going out on, on his, you know, like a last ride to bring justice to the apocalypse and mm-hmm. you know, avenge, avenge his friends and avenge his family and all that other stuff. So I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to poke fun at that a little bit mm-hmm. and do it in the big trouble in little China style. And and again, you know comic books far better than I do. Can you do that with a comic? I mean, I, I get that you can done, poke fun at other right. comics. If done right, no can defense. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, there's been, there's been ones that have done it and done it well. And, and there's been comics that are absolutely hilarious and just as good as the movies. There have been plenty of times where they'll take the idea of a, they'll take a movie property and they'll try to do, if they can't do the sequel as a movie, they'll do it as a comic book. Okay. Um, I'm thinking, for example, Fight Club. They actually did a sequel. Uh, Fight Club 2 was a comic book that came out two years ago, maybe. Okay. Might even still be going. I don't know if it's still going, but it was two years ago. And I was all excited for it because Fight Club is probably one of my favorite movies. And Mm -hmm. that was one, like the very first time I watched it, I think immediately after it was done, we rewound the tape and I watched it again. And okay. I want to say we watched it four times in the first 24 hours that we had rented it. Okay. So really like that movie. The comic was not good. Okay. And it was written by, it was written by Chuck Palahniuk. So it was written by the author that wrote the book of fight club. Mm-hmm. 
And I did not, and people like people that review this comic, they've loved it and they've said it's great and it's a perfect sequel. I thought it was horrible. Okay. So, I mean, I bought, I gave it six months. I bought like the first six issues of it and tried to give it a chance because I like the story so much and I just did not care for the comic at all. Now, however, there is another company is doing a monthly uh, Back to the Future comic where they do like all kinds of other adventures that Doc and Marty have been on, or they'll look at like some of the other characters and these other characters have done in like these alternate timelines. And, and that one's been really fun. So like, I'll buy a few of those mm-hmm. here and there and that one's pretty fun. So, okay. Kinda, it, I mean, it's, it's like a movie. It's like a book. It's like, you know, a, a music album. Sometimes they're hits and sometimes they're misses. So it, yeah. And, and see again, I, and I don't know, I'm presupposing here and, 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 and I, I get what you're saying. Um, and I don't want to, again, if, if it comes out, I'm not going to like get all upset. I'm just going right. to stick with watching the movie and you know, that's whatever they do. Can't room the, the awesome that was that movie. But I, the problem with it is though, the humor, I, yeah. I, I mean, th- that that's humor is such a hard thing to get yeah. right. I mean, and, and I just think if they were, it, that's the only thing that would have me concerned is, okay, they're going to try and do a riff on old man Logan. And I don't know what, and I, I suppose we should go back and I should go back and re-listen to my own podcast, but was, was big trouble in little China satire or was it just kind of a creative reimagining? And I don't really see it as original as being satire. Yeah. No, I, I, it was just kind of goofy. Yeah, it was just it was just kind of goofy. It was just kind of quirky. I, so I see goofy and quirky in the same way that the Evil Dead movies are are goofy and quirky. Yeah, and you know what? If they were to make and they've kind of done stuff like this before, where they'll where they'll kind of cross over different universes. I just thought of this. I think it'd be mm-hmm. hilarious to do a crossover between Big Trouble in Little China and Evil Dead. Okay, you got Jack Burton with his machine gun, and you've got Ash with his chainsaw hand. Okay, and. and They've got to stop the evil undead coming over from the infinite hells of the Asian mythology. Yeah. I'd be all about that. All right. I think it'd be kind cool. of cool. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, cool. I'm, it looks just weird enough that I'm going to give it a first try. Like, yeah. Buy issue and see how it goes. And then it also depends what? on how much it costs because comic books are getting really expensive. And if it's exactly. $7, no kidding. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it'd be interesting. I mean, you know, definitely, definitely worth, definitely worth checking out. But I, I guess, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna stop. Uh, I'm gonna stop talking because I'm only presupposing and checking. It, it would just be interesting. But that's the one component. The, 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 the crossing them. Well, yeah, and 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 again, it's it's if it's trying to satirize or poke fun at or change it too much or in the flip side if i mean did you say that you're pretty sure that they're trying to make it a silly look at um that old man logan thing or they're just i'm just i'm just kind of guessing from the title okay the fact that it's like a post-apocalyptic world and i'm I'm guessing that's my guess is that yeah try to go that route and, and poke a little bit of fun at old man logan but doing it within the confines of a big trouble in little china story yeah so I don't, I don't know. I don't know what post-apocalyptic, if that would fit in with the big trouble in Little China thing. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. 
Did you know we have over 700 followers now? Dude, we have over 700 followers? Over 700. Man. Last time I checked, it was at like 714, 715, something like that. Wow, that's exciting. That's, that's pretty exciting. So I'm excited. So thank you for any of the 700 people that are actually listening. Thank you. you guys are awesome. You're welcome. Yeah, man. You're, you're, uh, you're all welcome. Jump ahead I, to Monster Squad. I think, we should, I think we should give the people the reason that they, uh, that they came here tonight. Give the people what they want. Exactly. Are, are they not entertained? They, I hope they are. I oh, swallowed yeah. all my food, so, you know. I, yeah. No more chomping. Exactly. Okay. All right. Well, this time we are looking at the Monster Squad. came out August 14th, 1987. And as I said earlier, by, I think, the end of August, it was no longer in theaters. Uh, it was rated PG-13, had a runtime of one hour and 22 minutes. Director for this one was Fred Decker. He also did Night of the Creeps and RoboCop 3. Uh, producer was Jonathan A. Zimbert, who also produced 2010, The Year We Made Contact, American Outlaws, and The Presidio. Writer on this one, the two writers on this one, so written by a couple of tools, uh, were Black and Decker. So Shane Black <laughs> was one of the writers. Uh, he wrote Lethal Weapon 1 and 2, Last Action Hero, Iron Man 3, and he's writing the upcoming Predator movie for 2018. Okay. And then the director, Fred Decker, also wrote this one. Um, he wrote the screenplay for House, uh, the one we watched uh, was that about a year ago, um, Night of the Creeps, and RoboCop 3. Bruce right. Broughton did the music for this one. He did the music for the TV series Dallas. He also did Harry and the Hendersons and the movie Tombstone. Uh, budget, I could not find a budget number for this one, but the box office was not great. It was $3.8 million. And most likely that's because it only was there for two weeks. Yeah. I don't know, just maybe for two weeks, $3.8 is not bad because we've had some movies that didn't even make that much. But, um, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. So this movie is starring, and, and that's maybe one of my questions I'm going to ask as to maybe why it didn't do so well. This movie is starring a whole bunch of people you've never heard of. Yeah. That might be part of the problem, but we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, so starring Andre Gower, who did, uh, who now I guess he'd be referred to now as Mr. Gower. And he runs a drugstore. And George Bailey worked for him when he was a child. Huh. And that's way more than 30 years old. And I'm totally making it all up because it's from It's a Wonderful Life. Well, you know, don't let the truth uh, get in the way of a good story. I don't. I don't. I used to work for a newspaper, so I don't. Um, he played Sean, who was in a, he was also in a TV series called Mr. President and a movie called Vault of Darkness. Robbie Kigger played Patrick. He was in the 1984 Children of the Corn TV series Crazy Like a Fox and Welcome Home Roxy Carmichael. Stephen Macht played Dell. That's Sean's dad, the police officer. He was in a couple of movies, one called Galaxina and another one called Graveyard Shift. Duncan Reger played Count Dracula. He was in TV series Wizards and Warriors. He was in a few episodes of the original V series. And he was in a 1990 TV series based off of the Zorro character. Tom Noonan played Frankenstein's monster. He was in FX, RoboCop 2, Heat, Last Action Hero, and the current TV series 12 Monkeys. Brent Chalum uh, played Horace, or Fat Kid, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> he actually died in 1997, died when he was only 22 years old. Oh, no. So he was, I guess he died of pneumonia. So oh, wow. If he got pneumonia, go get it taken care of. Yeah. Uh, he was in some TV stuff, but obviously he didn't live really long enough to be in a whole bunch of other things. So he was in a couple episodes here and there of shows like quantum leap and punky Brewster. Uh, Ryan Lambert played Rudy. He was in the TV series kids incorporated and a movie TV movie called freeze frame. 
Ashley Bank played Phoebe, Sean's little sister. Uh, she was in a movie called Monsterpiece Theater Volume 1 and some TV shows. Michael Faustino played Eugene, uh, the other little kid, the one where the mummy was in his closet. Uh, I think that was also the one, the Gill Man, the creature from the Black Lagoon, stole his Twinkie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he is actually brother, younger brother to David Faustino, who was the son in Married with Children. Okay. So, so he actually, Michael Faustino, uh, had a few parts in Married with Children. He was also in Plank Check and the Hulk Hogan classic Suburban Commando, which Suburban. my brother asked for for Christmas this last year. Really? I have not heard of that movie in a really long time. And then you go and put the DVD on your Christmas list. Wow. And now I might just have to buy it for you this year just so I can watch it too. Suburban Commando. Did you ever see that one? Yeah. Well, okay. It's a, it's probably a horrible movie. I don't think I've seen it since I was a kid. Who was in it? Uh, it was Hulk Hogan. Yes. And Christopher Lloyd. And Hulk Hogan. He's see he's on the run he's from he's from space and i was frozen today yep and he's got uh, he's got a couple of bounty hunters that are after him that's right yeah uh it came out oh you know what we get to do that the same year we do uh, rocketeer wow that's yep. gonna be a good year man it's 1991 yeah cool the, uh, 1991 american science fiction comedy starring hulk hogan christopher lloyd and shelly duvall what could go wrong <sighs> Nothing could go wrong, man. Well, it's Rotten Tomatoes be- doesn't like it. I just looked at it. They uh, they gave it one star. It gets a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. And Roger Ebert gave it a one star. Huh. Well. But you know what? he's dead, so I don't know how much his opinion matters. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. But I, I remember that movie, Suburban Commando. Yeah. What, are you going to kick my butt? Kick, my, kick your butt. This is the 90s. We're going to sue you. I remember that line. <laughs> yeah. And I was frozen today. Those are the two things that I remember. Yep. Yeah, there's that one. And uh, what was the other Hulk Hogan movie? No Holds Barred. No Holds Barred. It was him against uh, Zeus. Mm-hmm. And I remember as a kid, like totally terrified of that movie because, because I was a huge wrestling fan, but I was still a kid. And so I think okay. Zeus character came out um, in the WWF. At the time, I think they had this whole storyline where Zeus broke Hulk Hogan's back. Oh, like he came out and like smashed him and like, I don't know if he broke his back or like, you know, beat him to within an inch of his life or something like that. And so then Hulk Hogan was out for a while and everybody was under the impression that, you know, this Zeus guy, nobody could possibly beat him, that he was this unstoppable creature. Um, and I remember as a kid, I was like, oh no, what, what's the Hulkster going to do? Mm-hmm. this guy and yeah it's yeah no holds barred was 1989 and it was uh yeah it was hulk hogan and zeus hulk hogan and zeus yep tommy lister was his name. tommy tiny lister but he's tommy. anything but that. yeah man well that's why you get the moniker tiny mm-hmm. hey, you know what and that one's 1989 so we're gonna be doing that one in a couple years Cool stuff, dude. We got a lot to look forward to. Um, all right. So that's, uh, that's Michael Faustino. Lisa Fuller played Patrick's sister. Uh, she was in Teen Witch, General Hospital, and Earth Girls Are Easy. Uh, 
Uh, Mary Ellen Trainer, who died in 2015, was Emily. She was Sean's mom. She was in Die Hard, Lethal Weapon, Romancing the Stone, Parker Lewis, Can't Lose, and she was also the mom in The Goonies. So apparently she's the mom of every that has to go fight adults or monsters. Yeah. Uh, Leonardo Semino died in 2012. He was the scary German guy. He was in Dune, Waterworld, and Moonstruck that we just did last year. Okay. Uh, Jason Hervey was EJ. He was one of the bullies. He was in Back to the Future, and he was the kind of a bully of a brother in The Wonder Years. That's right. Adam Carl played Derek. He was the other bully. He was in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze, and a TV show called Hearts of Fire. Carl Tybalt played Wolfman. He was in One Foot in the Grave and Woman Undone. Tom Woodruff Jr. played Gilman. He was in Aliens, Pumpkinhead, Tremors, Alien 3, and if there was a movie where you needed some kind of alien creature, he was the alien creature. Oh, Though Gilman right. wasn't that much of a stretch for him. Uh, Michael Reed McKay was the mummy, and if there was a movie where you needed somebody that looked like they were completely emaciated or anorexic, this was your guy. Uh, so he was in the movie Seven, he was in X-Men 2, he was in Batman and Robin, and he was in Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Uh, finally, Jack Gwillem, who died in 2001, he played Van Helsing, he was in Lawrence of Arabia, Clash of the Titans, and Patton. Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave this one a 53%, audience gave it a 78%. Vincent Canby of the New York Times said, this is a silly attempt to crossbreed an Our Gang comedy with a classic horror film, which usually means both genres have reached the end of the line. David Nusser of Real Film Reviews said, though it does possess an amiable vibe and a number of genuinely funny bits of dialogue, i.e. Wolfman's Got Nards, the Monster Squad has not aged all that well in the years since its 1987 release. Hmm. Respectfully disagree. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Cinema Score gave it a B plus. Uh, a couple of awards for this one. It won a Young Artist Award for Outstanding Actors in an Ensemble, and it won a Saturn Award for Best DVD Classic Film Release. A group of adolescent monster movie enthusiasts form a club that meets in a treehouse in this preteen horror feature when Dracula, the mummy, Frankenstein's monster, and the Wolfman are joined by Gilman in the search for a magic amulet. The boys form the Monster Squad to battle the forces of evil. The boys get unexpected help from Frankenstein's monster when he grows tired of being continually bossed around by Dracula. call when you have ghosts but who do you call when you have monsters we're the monster squad what's a squad it's like my own advice i think they're young and inexperienced naughty virgin they're a bit disorganized monsters are not real we don't know that sir two thousand year old dead guys do not get up and walk away by themselves but when strange things start happening in town They're the only ones ready to do battle. Something's out there that's killing people. And if it's monsters, nobody's going to do a thing about it but us. Soon the creatures of the night shall rule the world. Real monsters? Us? Midnight in the world, remember? Maybe we can be like Mascot and Stingy. Two mass bombs. Yeah, 
right. Don't you see it's all true? By midnight. You They won't seem so young anymore. Monster Squad. Wolfman's gone. And that's got to be like the one. Anytime you mention this movie, I think that's the one line that continually comes up. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Wolfman's got arts. Everybody knows that one. And actually we had, there was a eighties trivia thing, um, last night and we went and that was our team name. <laughs> Wolfman. Nice. We'll say a little disappointed that it didn't even get a chuckle. Well, it was an eight trivia thing and, and half the teams didn't even have eighties trivia names. Yeah. So it's like, you're not even putting forth an effort here. Yeah. That's a little disappointing. I would expect more. some great ideas for team names that we were going to go with. We were going to go with the Betty white supremacists. Nice. Um, you know, which we've done before, but that, you know, mm-hmm. it gets stuck here and there. Uh, sometimes an uneasy chuckle, but a, a chuckle. Uh, right. Uh, what else did we have? Um, the fraggle rockers. We were thinking of that one. That's cool. No. Um, the goblin King's minions was another one we were thinking of. Okay. We had a whole bunch. We went with the Wolfman's Nards, but, um, you know, just sometimes you just have to. You've got to. And uh, people should have gotten that. That's on them. I mean, that's really, truly, that's on them. As, that's especially on them. if it's trivia, you, you should know that. Well, yeah. You know. So uh, here's a little bit of trivia about this movie. Uh, the Wolfman's face apparently was modeled after that of uh, special effects master Stan Winston. Oh. Uh, Mary Ellen Trainer, I already mentioned this one. Mary Ellen Trainer, who plays the mother of the lead siblings, also plays the mother of lead child, uh, sibling children in The Goonies from 1985. Okay. Um, this one is kind of interesting, and I'm gonna, I want to come back to this later and, and ask you about this. Uh, in 2006, there was a magazine called Wizard, and it was kind of like a comic book and pop, uh, pop culture magazine. Okay, I remember and, this. Yeah. They made a list of the 100 greatest villains of all time, and Dracula was ranked as number 30 on the list. Um, And what was surprising about it was it was this Dracula, Duncan Regger, uh, his performance in this film was chosen over all other versions of the character. Oh, all right. So I want to come back to that because I know we kind of talked a little bit about when we did Lost Boys, we kind of talked about vampire stuff and like favorite versions of Dracula and things like that. that one to me is kind of interesting that they would vote this as their favorite Dracula huh. of all time. So we can, we can come back to that. Yeah. And talk about that in a minute. Um, oh, let's see. A couple other things that were kind of cool about this one. Oh, uh, near the end of the movie, the script calls for Dracula to lift Phoebe, the little girl up by the chin. Um, and as he's there, he's like, you know, bears his teeth and kind of hisses at her. And uh, so apparently to get a really good scream out of her, um, they had, I guess the guy who played Dracula and the guy who played Frankenstein's monster stayed in character the entire time. Like the, the children in the movie, um, even when they weren't filming, those two guys stayed in character. So they were always in their makeup. In fact, the, the girl who played the little girl said that she never met the actor who played the Frankenstein monster until she was 25. Huh? Because on the movie, he always stayed in character as Frankenstein's monster. Huh? 
So, so apparently they did that with, with Dracula and Frankenstein's monster, but he knew that she was kind of scared by the teeth and by the, uh, the kind of red contact lenses that he would put in. And yeah. so he always kept those out when they had scenes with her. And mm-hmm. so when she wasn't paying attention, the director was talking to her and said, okay, now we've got this scene coming up and he's going to kind of lift you up in the air. And then I need you to scream like you're really scared. And she's like, okay, well, well, when, and he's like, you'll know. And so while apparently while the director is talking to her, the guy playing Dracula puts in his teeth and he puts in his red contacts. And then when they, they have this little platform that lifts her up when he's supposed to be holding her by the chin. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, then he does his whole thing where he looks at her and then he hisses and her scream was 100% real. She was actually terrified because she had never seen him, you know, done up like that before. And, and so it was a, a 100% true scream from her. Wow. That's, wow. that's um, you know, so way to torture children. Yeah, torturing yeah. Uh, torturing children is exciting. I always am, I'm always fascinated by those guys that, and I mean, I have absolutely no acting chops myself, mm-hmm. but I'm always fascinated by those guys that um, have to be in character. Um, yeah. I hear that Daniel Day Lewis has to do that a lot, and uh, yeah. uh, you know, wow, that's I, I, that's just fascinating to me. Yeah. Yeah, I heard when he was Lincoln, it really went to his head. Oh, man. That's cold now. That's cold. That That's, well, I, you know, I, it's, you know. I'm sorry. I had to give it a shot. <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. Well, I heard, yeah. uh, have you seen, uh, have you seen Gangs of New York? No. Oh, uh, yeah, a long time. Yeah. Oh, John. John. I don't know if you're doing anything tonight. Watch Gangs of New York. Holy buckets. It's a great movie. But uh, I'll go back and watch it again. Yeah, I remember watching it years ago, not too long after it came out. Um, did he win an Oscar for that? He might have won he an a, Oscar. I, I thought he did. Maybe. Well, in any event, he plays. He plays. Um, he plays a. He he plays quite a character. That's all I'll say because I don't want to be spoiling movies left, right, and center here. But um, I've liked him in his other movies. But yeah. Yeah, well, he he definitely uh, he definitely knocks it out of the park in that. And I heard that uh, I was reading somewhere that on the set for that thing, I could be way off, probably am. But I heard that on the set for that uh, for Gangs of New York, he was constantly in character. Which, nope. if if you've seen that movie, I that would be, like I said, that would be pretty uh, that would be pretty scary. I would imagine. Um, also, okay. So last thing I've got here is uh, apparently the DVD that came out, the 20th anniversary DVD that came out in 2007 is, and I guess it won an award, um, was supposedly a pretty good DVD that it had, uh, all kinds of extras in it and deleted scenes and all kinds of stuff and a couple of different commentaries and, uh, the director and the writer, uh, mentioned in the commentary that they envisioned the beginning of the movie a little differently that what they had originally planned was that Van Helsing was going to be laying siege to Dracula's castle, riding in on a Zeppelin and using machine guns. Oh, uh, and racing out to meet them would be 40 vampire brides riding horses. And so then apparently the director Decker uh, had told Shane black, okay, look, we can't do this because this is the first five minutes of the movie and it would cost us about a hundred million dollars, which is more than we're spending to make this movie in the first place. Yeah. So, that was that was cut out. Although, and I'll bring this up here in just a few minutes, uh, there apparently were all kinds of other deleted scenes, especially from that first opening scene of the movie. Um, okay. That were pretty cool. Like huh. I, I 
I have not seen them, but uh, I, I read a little bit about them. There was a website called Branded in the 80s, and uh, they have an entire blog post that they did about lost pieces of the Monster Squad. Okay. And so I was reading up on there, and I thought, you know what? That actually would have been a much cooler uh, opening to the movie. Huh. Like the stuff that they left out, or the stuff that they actually filmed but cut out of it, I made for a really cool beginning to the movie. Interesting. But yeah, I'll, I'll, so I'll mention some of those here in just a minute. Um, okay. So this movie, so we'll start with our usual. When was the first time you saw it? Uh, man, I don't want to say when it came out because I didn't see it in the theater. Okay. But uh, I saw it pretty quick. I mean, I must have been, it came out 87, obviously. So yeah. I would say 88 or an 89. I mean, I, I, think, I think nine, I probably would have been a little bit young to see this. But I saw it at a guy's, uh, a buddy of mine, a real good friend of mine, his name was Ken. Uh, I, I, we had a sleepover at his house and this movie went in. And, you know, it was like two, three guys, three or four guys. It was like a group of us. And, you know, of course, what are we going to do? We're going to get a movie where these guys form a squad and fight monsters. But I remember people talking about it and just saying, everyone saying, um, um, everybody saying uh oh you haven't seen monster squad dude you got to see monster squad oh my gosh you got to see and so you know kind of getting fired up for it and then uh and then watching it at uh ken's house that night and uh yeah that was the first time i saw it it was pretty it was pretty sweet so i'd say yeah. about 11 12 years old maybe okay what about you yeah i was I was probably about the same. I don't remember exactly when I saw it the first time, but it was, I was pretty young. I was probably, it was probably, probably when it came out on VHS. Cause I wouldn't have, I don't think we would have seen this. Um, yeah, I would have been a little bit too young to see it in the theater, but I think probably when it came out on VHS or if it was on TV at some point, um, yeah, I don't remember, but I mean, I mean, this is, this is the type of movie that I think my dad would have liked. You know, if he saw mm -hmm. this on the shelf at a video store, he probably would have picked it up because he liked all the old monster movies. Uh, right. So if he saw one where like all the monsters were together, mm -hmm. then I'm sure he probably picked that up. Or, uh, you know, we used to have HBO when I was little. And so it's possible. And we used to tape a lot of stuff off of HBO and, and have it on VHS tapes. So I, I could just about guarantee we probably had a taped copy of this on VHS. Right. Um, otherwise, I can't think of why I would have watched this so much because I remember watching it a whole bunch when I was a kid, and then not even. Oh man, it, it must have been twenty some years before I heard about this movie again, and I okay. had almost totally forgotten about it. And then I think it was maybe a couple years ago. I don't know if this was on Netflix. Might have been. I think it might've been that this came on Netflix maybe a couple years ago and I saw it on like, you know, the movies that are new this week. I saw it there and I thought, you know, Oh, I have not seen this movie since I was about 12. Right. So we are definitely watching this. So I put it on, cool. it was just me at the time. I just put it on and, and watched it, but, um, uh, watched it with John, uh, a few days ago and, and he enjoyed it. He, he thought it was great. Um, okay. And I just, I love, I, I actually have it up on the screen right now. I love how this movie starts. Mm -hmm. that text the, on the screen yes the text is classic 
100 and, years because it's, it's like all the other monster movies all the other like old horror movies or, or and it's, it starts out and it's and it's somewhat serious and right 100 years before this story begins it was a time of darkness in transylvania a time when dr abraham van helsing and a small band of freedom fighters conspired to rid the world of vampires and monsters and to save mankind from the forces of eternal evil they blew it <laughs> i know that's that last sentence is just awesome and, and you know, like just, that's the only thing that's on the screen at the time. It's just like they blew it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? It's funny because what you're describing is exactly my experience. I saw the movie once at Ken's, uh, my buddy Ken's uh, house. Yeah. And that was maybe 28 years ago. Okay. And the next, the next time I saw it was uh, this morning when I watched it. Okay. And and honestly, it's amazing how much stuff was coming back. Like, okay. I remember this. I remember this. I remember feeling this way. And I remember when those words, because I was unsure. And I think I probably even told them when this was going in. They're like, oh, you got to see Monster Squad. And I'm just like, dude, I don't do scary movies, man. That's not my gig. I don't want to, you know, and they're like, no, 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 no. It's awesome. You'll love this. And when all those words, I remember those words were popping up. I'm like, all right, this is already looking a little freaky, you know, red lettering, mysterious music and everything. And then that last sentence came up and I remember thinking, that's pretty cool. And yeah. the humor, it clicked for me. So, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So, and this is, I mean, and, and like I said, this would have been the kind of movie that my dad would have really liked. And that's why I think I probably would have seen it the first time I saw it. Um, but for me, it's kind of the, it, it's also the kind of movie that I ended up liking because I think we watched so many of these. Mm -hmm. We would watch at least once a month. I feel like we watched uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Okay. I mean, that was one I remember growing up as a kid. If, if we, I don't know if we had watched every other movie or if we like, you know, wanted to pop in a movie, I feel like it, it was several times a year that we watch, we watch uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Okay. We had a copy of that taped off of TV. Was, I don't know if it's HBO or one of the others, but we had a copy of that one taped. And to me, this one kind of makes me feel like it's an updated version of Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Okay. Because you've got, I mean, it, I, and I wouldn't have, I didn't watch the Goonies as a kid. Mm -hmm. So I, a lot of people refer to this as a Goonies ripoff mm -hmm. just because it's, you've got the group of kids and you've got either monsters or criminals or, or whatever, um, you know, and instead of sloth helping them out, they've got Frankenstein's monster and um, you know, so I, they are very similar kind of in their storytelling, but mm -hmm. I would not have seen Goonies first. So to me, when I watched Goonies, and I don't think I mentioned this when we did our podcast on it uh, a couple of years ago, but when I watched the Goonies, I'm like, oh, this is a lot like Monster Squad. Mm -hmm. So I was taking it the other way because I'd seen this one a whole lot more often. But the more I thought about this one, I'm like, you know what? This really reminds me of everything that I loved about Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. And I think that also makes it everything that I love about superhero movies now is that you have because never at the at the beginning when i first saw like dracula the the 1930s 31 dracula mm -hmm. lugosi or boris karloff as frankenstein or the wolfman with lon cheney or you know any of those others um in watching those i remember watching those first and thinking oh man these movies are great like i love these old monster movies and then when my dad introduced me to this one he's like yeah Here's a movie that has all of them in mm -hmm. the same movie. I think whatever my little, what it, my little brain that was there at the time 
exploded. Right. And I think that's why I watched this movie so much is because I just the idea that, wait a minute, I can get one movie that has all of these characters that I really like in it. And it's funny. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. Yeah. I'll, I'll well, and I think, you know, you mentioned like superheroes today, movies today. I think we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago when we did the adventures in babysitting and, um, the, um, the, uh, um, the, uh, uh, the thing about it is, I think movies go through phases. And I think in the eighties you had this, now, obviously this wasn't realistic cause they were monsters, but I think in the, in the eighties you had this big, um, 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 thing of let's put movies you know where kids like real kids are getting into an adventure right you know what i'm saying you had goonies you had adventures in babysitting you have this you have and the list goes on and i think we asked the question well are there any of those movies like that today and there really aren't i mean i think you have I'm, to watch the i think you have to watch like disney channel to be able to get those movies right and are they good yeah um, i mean are they are they good or are they just made for tv <laughs> Well, okay, yeah, but I mean, you know, do adults, and it's right. sort of like, I, I think that genre of movie, that we're, and so when we talk about those similarities, I mean, and that's a knock, I, I know people that aren't as into, I know that, dare I say it, not as into comic book movies, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll talk to them, I'm like, hey, you're going to go check out the, eh, no, probably not, oh, really, I thought you liked, you know, and I'll list, you know, I thought you liked the Avengers, yeah, I like the Avengers, that one was really good, but you know, I'm not just going to go see all the comic book movies just because the movie houses are saying they're good and they all kind of run together and all the characters and then there's a big explosion and everything ends at the, you know, so they're going through like basically the laundry list of what you put in a, a comic book movie. And I think that's what happens with these is they all tend to run together because for some reason people consume that in the eighties. I mean, I, I don't need to find a reason cause I love the movies, but they want to see a group of kids you know, it's funny hearing them, you know, foul mouth, making jokes and, right. you know, doing things. You, you get what I'm saying? Enough. There's enough adult humor in there, too, that the adults get something. Right. And there, that, dis, that seemed to disappear in the 90s. Yeah. I mean, through the 90s, there, there weren't those kid adventure movies. And now there aren't kid adventure movies because movies for kids are... Um, uh, uh, the Lego Batman movie, the Lego right. movie. Either cartoons, it's on the Disney Channel, or parents just take their kids to the comic book movies because they figure, eh, it's superheroes, they'll enjoy that too. Yeah, exactly. Which is, usually that's all well and good until you bring a six-year-old to see Logan. Okay, yeah, because I don't, I want, I don't want to go there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and so I think that's that's one of the things that I loved about this movie was the same reason I loved Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein was mm-hmm. I got a chance to have all my all my monsters sure. in one movie together. It was one of the same reasons that I loved. Um, oh, what was the name? Uh, it was a Godzilla movie, um, Destroy All Monsters. Okay, I think it was a Godzilla movie called destroy all monsters. And there were plenty of times that Godzilla would fight another monster. So it'd be like Godzilla versus Ghidra or Godzilla versus Mothra or, Mm -hmm. you know, Godzilla versus King Kong. And you'd have all these Godzilla versus somebody. But I remember there being, I think it was called destroy all monsters. Mm -hmm. And it was like, they took every monster from the Godzilla universe and dumped them all into one movie. Right. 
I remember as a kid, I was like, that was the same. It's the same kind of thing. The reason why I sure. loved Costello meet Frankenstein, the reason I liked this movie, the reason I liked the, the, and I think that probably goes into one of the reasons why I still get excited when I see, you know, when I hear that, um, Iron Man is going to show up in the Spider-Man movie. Mm -hmm. I hear that Captain America Civil War is going to have a giant fight between, you know, 12 different superheroes. Right. Well, you know, I hear that stuff. Or when I hear, you know, um, Batman versus or the first time I heard Batman versus Superman and Wonder Woman's going to be in the movie. And, you know, I got all excited because I'm like, well, okay, we're throwing together a whole bunch of my favorite things into one movie. And I think this movie monster squad in particular i think that's one of the big reasons i liked it as a kid was because i just liked that idea of you're you're crossing over things it's almost like your imagination is put on screen because usually it's just like dracula gets his movie right frankenstein's monster gets his movie wolfman gets his movie and then you as a kid you have to imagine well what would it be like if dracula fought wolfman right or you so had to, you had to, kind of yeah you, well and i was just i'm sorry i was interrupting your thought um, um, do, do you need to, sorry, I got excited. Do, do you need to finish your thought? No, well, I was going to say, and two, it, it's just like when we had all the different toys and they show this in the movie toy story where the kid is putting all the different toys. It's not like you're just playing with your star Wars toys or you're just playing with you. This you'd usually you take your toys and mop them all together. You know what right. I'm saying? I mean, a buddy of mine and I used to take all the toys in my closet or in his closet, depending on whose house he was at. And we would lay all the toys out on the floor and it would be, we would call it the ultimate gang war. And you'd have, okay, here are the Star Wars guys. And here was like the He-Man guys. And here was like the RoboCop character. And here was this. And, and you would mix everything up. And I think that's just how we grew up playing. Right. Because I mean, who doesn't want to take, uh, have a team up between Darth Vader, Skeletor, and uh, Destro? Exactly. And uh, the Pixar guys captured it so well in Toy Story. So anyways, yeah. I mean, that was, um, no, I totally, I totally get what you're saying. And uh, again, please, please stop me if I'm starting to ball rolling and, and taking things off track. But this movie, in watching it again for the first time in 28 years, there were so many things as a kid that, well, let me back up. There were so many things in it that I'm just like, wow, they got through that pretty quick. Or, you know, because it's basically, what, an hour and 20 minutes long? Yeah. You know, it was, it's just all these different things like, oh, man, they jumped to that pretty quickly. They jumped to that conclusion or, oh, wow, she got Frankenstein over to her side pretty quickly. Or, But as a kid, that was like the perfect pacing because right. it held my attention and I didn't need any more character development because, of course, Frankenstein's gonna, monster is going to see the little girl and she's going to be nice to him. And he's going to fall, you know, he's going to fall over to their side. Right. And of course, I remember that scene where uh, Dracula showed up at their house and threw the dynamite through the window of the clubhouse. Yeah. And I remember as a kid just being like, oh, my God, that's, you know, I can't believe Dracula's attacking their house. Dracula's using dynamite? Yeah. Like, that's the thing that, you know, and that he went after. And oh, man, it just, you know, it was like, as it, yeah, my 11 year old mind was like, dude, that just got real. Yeah. You know, when he blows up the house. But now in rewatching the movie, there were like two or three threats where remember the guy was calling the dad and saying, he's coming for your son. And all. I didn't pick up on any of that as a kid. Yeah. But it worked. The pacing was perfect. And so I think just everything about this really had nods for, uh, you know, 
for kids. It was definitely a for kids movie. Yeah. So here's, here's a couple of interesting things that, that, uh, branded in the eighties.com, uh, website that I looked at, they had pulled out a whole bunch of the deleted scenes that, uh, were either filmed and cut from the movie or they were in the original script, but they never got filmed. And I think that they cut these parts because they wanted to keep it under an hour and a half. Okay. Um, and like you said, they figured under an hour and a half, perfect pace for kids, right? This is kids movie with maybe a little sprinkling of adult humor and other things in there um then let's definitely keep it under an hour and a half and so they cut some of the scenes out but they do sound like they would have been kind of cool scenes and they actually would have explained because i mean this movie does have some plot holes in it um and uh, yeah i guess we didn't we didn't go through you know what the movie is about but uh basically the kids end up finding this diary of Abraham Van Helsing. And it says that there is this amulet that is made of it. It consists of pure good. And once every hundred years, once every century, uh, the barrier between good and evil is lowered and you know, everything's in balance. And, and on this one day, every hundred years, uh, the amulet can, um, I guess it's, it can be destroyed. It's vulnerable. It can be destroyed. And if it's destroyed, then evil reigns forever. Mm -hmm. But you also have the opportunity once every hundred years to perform this ceremony and evil can be sucked into a vortex and disappear forever. Um, right. So then you get, uh, then you get the adventure going from there. And of course they blow it, uh, in 1887. <laughs> and, uh, many of the good people get sucked into the vortex, including, including Abraham Van Helsing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess one of the, a couple of the different scenes that were different, uh, they did talk about how they had a longer kind of more intense battle with the vampires in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the parts that I thought was kind of cool was in the beginning, you have definitely more of a fight with Dracula and they actually grab Dracula and Van Helsing, uh, Van Helsing stakes him through the heart. Okay. And so Dracula's dead at the beginning of the movie. Okay. It was, they then take him and they load his body into a cart. And I guess Van Helsing and the others, like they go to storm the castle, have fun. Um, they go to storm the castle and they leave the cart there and they leave like one guy there to guard the body so that they can go get the amulet and they can finish this whole thing off. Well, apparently the guy that they leave guarding there, all of a sudden a whole bunch of Dracula's brides show up and there's like four or five of them and they show okay. up. And so, you know, he starts the, as they are approaching him, he takes out his stakes and he's either firing it off with an arrow or a crossbow, or he's using his hands and just staking them in the chest with it. And he gets down to where there's one, uh, vampire bride left and he's run out of stakes. Okay. So there's one coming at him and he's like reaching for stake. He's got like, he doesn't have any left in any of his pockets. And so real quickly, not even thinking he reaches over and pulls the stake out of Dracula and uses that to kill the bride. And okay. He thinks he's all done. He thinks he's killed everybody. And the next thing you know, Dracula pops up and he's back again. Huh? So, so apparently there was more, a little bit more with that scene. Um, one of the questions I had watching it this last time was how did the whole amulet get to America? Yeah, I don't know. Like if this is all taking place in Transylvania, well, apparently there was a scene written and some of it might've been filmed. And this is actually something I didn't mention before, but, um, supposedly in this scene that I guess was maybe filmed and cut, um, Liam Neeson was actually in this movie. Okay. So there was a scene that kind of explains how it gets to America that a descendant of Abraham Van Helsing, his son, 
um, I think it was supposed to be during World War I, uh, traveled to America and brought the diary and the amulet with him. Mm-hmm. And that house that they go to uh, on, what was it, Shadow, Shadow Creek Drive or whatever it was called, um, they, that house was purchased by the Van Helsing's son. Okay. He hid it down in the basement. That's where you see that scene where it's down in the basement and it's surrounded by all these crosses. Right. All this other stuff that that's how it got there. But they ended up for saving time. They ended up cutting that scene out of the movie. So apparently the way you find out all this information is when the boys go to the house, uh, there's a mysterious man that shows up and he says, well, my name is Kenneth Van Helsing. I'm the grandson of Abraham Van Helsing. And, um, you know, my father, uh, you know, brought the diary and brought the amulet over and he bought this house and he hid it somewhere in this house. And, you know, I don't know where it is. And I'm, I'm here to like, you know, try to find it so I can help you guys. And then, uh, as they go to look for it, as they go and they eventually find the amulet, then all of a sudden this Kenneth Van Helsing, um, it would have been played by Liam Neeson. He then goes, they, I guess they pass by a mirror and all of a sudden the boys look over in the mirror and all they can see is like a floating face Mm -hmm. and it's Dracula wearing a latex mask. Okay. And so he takes off the mask and then underneath it's the Dracula that's in the rest of the movie. And that's how he ends up stealing the amulet from them. Okay. Like, you know what? I, that actually, that scene might've been kind of cool. Definitely. And it would have helped explain some of that other stuff that, that kind of was like, well, how did it, wait a minute. We started in Transylvania a hundred years ago. How did the amulet get to whatever this is? I don't know if it's supposed to be California or, or where we are, but I'm like, how did we get, why is it in America? I guess was one right. of my questions. Never asked that question as a kid. So I guess it doesn't really matter, but. Uh, well, and then, and now, now that would be my question now is, okay, yeah, that would be cool. And I get it now, but again, I didn't ask that question as a kid. Right. And so my question now would be, okay, obviously we talked about this. If they had added that scene in or added more, you know, movie in, what would have been the downfalls? I mean, obviously time and you're not going to hold the young kids attention. Um, it probably cost would cost more money. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. And is there the potential for more intense scenes that, even if it doesn't move the rating up from a PG-13 to an R, does it make it slightly too intense for your intended audience? Right, right. You know, I mean... Yeah, I mean, that opening battle, if it was an opening battle with Zeppelins and machine guns and more vampires and staking people, then you might have, you know, you might have gone away from your kid audience a little bit. Right. And, you know, there's still the whole... I mean, now we get a chance to preview movies and check in what's coming and all that. But that 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 first scene, I mean, that was kind of like, okay, we're kind of starting in here. And I'm I'm thinking of it if I had had Dominic watch this with me. You know, I mean, I obviously I screened it first, but you know that that opening scene, we need to kind of get through that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's that's the one thing that uh, you know those other scenes sound cool, but is that you know? For what it would add for the older slash adult audience, would it take away from the kid audience? Right. Right. I don't know. Yeah. So, all right. Well, do you have a, uh, let's do favorite scenes, favorite quotes. Do you have a favorite scene or favorite quote? Oh, from- 
dude, there are just so many good lines. And it's all the kids like being obscene, <clears throat> which is funny. But what's the, I mean, the one that's sticking out, I, I don't know if it's my favorite, but I want to get it out there before I forget, is when the kid and the dad are running. And then the, uh, was it the, was it the wolf man was in there? And the kid looks and he's like, hey, a-hole. You looked, you and looked. then throws. Uh, was it Dracula? Whatever. But I'm like, dude, I remember that. That's that was a thing back in the eighties. Hey, hey, well, you looked, and yeah. then throws him out the window. Yeah. That was. I'm like, that's pretty funny. I do like the little girl, the little sister. Oh yeah. And especially when she's, you know, when she's got Frankenstein, and, she, and now she's like, you know, you guys kind of have to let me be part of the club now because I <laughs> brought Frankenstein's monster to our side. Yeah. I'm not going to do it justice. I do like the one line that she has. She's like, guys, he's friendly. He just, and the, the, just how cute her little voice is, her little like four-year-old voice or what five-year-old, whatever she's supposed to be. And she's like, you guys, he's friendly. He's on our side. Don't be a chicken. It's okay, you guys. He's friends with us. Come on. Don't be chicken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When she says that, that was funny. Yeah, those lines were good. Um, you know, obviously the wolf man's got nards. Kick him in the nards! Kick him in the nards! He just had nards! Do it! Do it! Wolf man's got nards! Oh, man. Just funny stuff. The whole conversation with the sister. Wait. You're, you're, you're not a virgin? You, what do you mean? <laughs> like, well, well, but, like, just Steve, that, but that doesn't count. What do you mean that doesn't count? That's, that's outstanding. You're not a virgin, are you? No? No, what do you mean, no? Well, Steve, but he doesn't count! Doesn't count! That and the whole reason, the whole way they're trying to ask her, you know? So, are you a virgin? No. Are you a... Would you say yeah. that... Would you have ever... What he's trying to say is... Yeah, yeah. Well, and the fact that that... And, and, that's, and that's just, you know, for you know, a, a modern audience... It's like, you know, back in 1887, that would have been easier to find somebody, maybe. Exactly. But like, here we are in the 80s, and it's like, oh, oh, well, who do we, huh, that's going to be a challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. So, yeah, I, um, um, yeah, those were, those were good scenes. I noticed something, too, is, uh, well, first of all, they were when they were flying all the monsters over on that uh, old World War II plane. Yeah. The one thing I noticed this time, and this is the geek out factor, is the inside of that plane is nowhere near that big, and doesn't look anything like that. I mean, I know they, and so I, you know, I kind, I kind of found that interesting that they were flying it in an old World War II. It was a B twenty five bomber. Yeah. Why that plane? Like. I, I just, I mean, okay, because you needed the Bombay or, I, I mean, to have them fall out. I, I just, I was like, that was an interesting choice. Mm -hmm. And then when they go over to the old uh, German, I think it was the German guy's house, there's a model of a B-17 Flying Fortress. That are, and I'm like, well, that's really interesting. So in this one movie, you got these two old uh, uh, bombers from that originated in the Second World War. I found mm -hmm. that kind of interesting and was wondering if that was just a coincidence or if that was there for a reason or what was going on. Yeah. I do like uh, a couple of Eugene's lines. Creature stole my Twinkie. Yeah. What was that? That was pretty cool. Oh, the, uh, they get there and the church is locked. He's like, don't kick the church. It's religious. He's like, well, locked is what it is. 
all right then we'll just have to do it out here well that's real religious sean why don't we just do it at burger king <laughs> yeah yeah that was awesome oh, the kid when they're standing around they're like so what's german for please don't murder us and he comes up behind them and says it in german yeah that one was good i kind of i got to admit i liked it when the one kid went after the uh the brides of uh dracula oh yeah he just went down the street and and uh so i'm when, in the club aren't i yeah that's right that was the i'm like man that's a pretty tough line when he says yeah. that i i am in the club right and he like pulls out the stake and goes right through her heart yeah that was cool that was cool so oh. yeah i i was I, I mean i i reverted to being 11 years old and everything was awesome in this movie Oh, absolutely yeah yeah this is just a fun movie just a yeah, fun movie. exactly no i think if you've got if you've got, I would say if you've got kids that are, you know, roughly, what, maybe nine, ten, yeah, somewhere around, they'd, they'd probably be about ready for it. I think so. Like I was thinking about it with Dominic, and I'm just like, yeah, I, I don't know. Some of that stuff might freak him a little bit. Yeah, it might some, be a little bit too early. Some of the language might just be like, all right, I just don't want to introduce that into the nomenclature yet, right. um, even though he's probably heard it all at school. And right. then, uh, yeah, you know. If, if, if he sort of gets through it now in a year or two, nine or 10 years old, um, he'll really enjoy it. So I'm going to wait till he really enjoys it. Yeah. All right. Well, we got anything else to say about monster squad? No, good movie. I'm, I'm, uh, why did it not do well in the theaters? Like, you know what? I don't know. I was, I was actually going to look up real quick and see, um, what movies came out around that time. Um, because I'm just kind of curious because it, it made me think of um, it made me think of like right now the where they're trying to reboot all the universal monsters and they're trying to create what they're calling the dark universe okay and they're going to have a new Dracula a new creature from the Black Lagoon and, and to try to redo all that um, apparently the new mummy movie has not done well at all and I can tell you why, because it came out around about the same time as Wonder Woman. Okay, well, so there's yeah, your problem. So I'm kind of wondering, I was going to look really quick and see what came out around the same time as this. Oh, you know what? That'll do it. Um, okay. Right around this time. Okay, so I'm going to read you. Here are the movies that came out in July of 1987. And then, okay. actually, you know what? I'm going to start in June. So I'll start in June, 1987 and just keeping in mind, this movie came out in August, mid August, 1987. Okay. So here's okay. starting in June, the untouchables. Okay. Uh, Harry and the Hendersons. Okay. Predator, uh, the witches of Eastwick's Eastwick, uh, Roxanne space balls. Yeah, okay. Full metal jacket. So that was June. July was adventures in babysitting. Uh, Inner Space, Revenge of the Nerds 2, Jaws 4, Robocop, um, Summer School, La Bamba, Superman 4, The Living Daylights, The Lost Boys. So there's July 1987. Okay, Dude, so a lot of, I can't believe how many good movies came out a year in the 80s. I oh, mean, I know. I'm just like, I'm thinking of this list and I'm just like, how, how, did, how did I have money? Oh, mm -hmm. that's right. I still wasn't going to movies, but I literally would have been at the movie theater every week. Right. Yeah. So here's, so here's August, 87. So August 87, 
there was a movie called Stakeout. Oh, Stakeout. There was yes. Masters of the Universe. Came out the week before this. Mm-hmm. Um, there was Can't Buy Me Love. It was a romantic comedy that came out the exact same day this one came out. Mm-hmm. Um, a thriller suspense movie called No Way Out. And Monster Squad came out all in the same day. So that's my guess is you had like a James Bond movie. You had a Superman movie. You had RoboCop. You had Lost Boys. You had Adventures in Babysitting. You had Revenge of the Nerds. You had Jaws 4. I probably already mentioned RoboCop, but it, RoboCop should always be mentioned twice. Um, you had Stakeout. You had Masters of the Universe. You had you know all these other movies. I'm like, oh, that's why. Yeah. I can totally tell you why this movie didn't do well because it came out around about the same time as all these other movies. Right. With a cast that people didn't know as well. Right. And I, that's, that's kind of my other thought is like, you know, you, you watch Goonies and it's not like that those kids were really well known at the time, but they had, I think you would have seen those faces in other movies. Right. You know, right. you saw them in other things, or at least they were, you know, related to other, somebody else famous or, um, you know, you had seen these people somewhere. Um, yeah, so I, that's, that's kind of my guess as to maybe why this movie didn't do so well. Okay. That's still really fast for it to only be in the theater two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Weird. Well, end of the summer too. I mean, that's, you're talking like mid August. That's when everybody's getting ready to go back to school. Right. It was probably not the best time to bring out a movie. Yeah. No, no. I think it just was a weird confluence of the chips were stacked against it at the movie theaters. Yeah. Um, the maybe not as much of a of a name cast. Right. Um, yeah, but that's. Uh, but I'm glad it it got its kind of second breath of of yeah, uh, fresh air there on on video. Apparently, when the DVD came out in 2007, when they brought out the 20th anniversary, I apparently it sold out right away. So they had to put in a whole new order to make yeah. a bunch of other copies of the DVD and. I guess they did some screenings at the Alamo draft house in Austin, Texas, and they had two screenings that were totally sold out immediately oh, with sure. moments. Um, you know, so there's enough of a following that people really enjoy it. It just at the time, I, I think the writer and director, when it came to the 20th anniversary and they got called and they like, would you be willing to come to the screening of this? I think their response was, wait a minute. People remember this movie. Yeah. Like they yeah. didn't even know. They, they just thought of it as, you know, this was a, a big flop in my career and I'll just forget about it. And nobody ever went to watch this. And, and they were surprised when they had so many fans, you yeah. know, a year were there for the 20th anniversary DVD release. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute. You, you people know this movie? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, right there, you got the perfect, I mean, that's a perfect movie for like, you know, once you start getting into high school age, yeah, maybe would come to this table, but I think for the most part is junior high kids. Yeah. I mean, that would be what this movie's for. Yeah. And, you know, if back when it came out, they were trying to convince their parents to let them go see it. And the parents are like, uh, look at all the other options out there. They're going to pick something else. Well, those kids are going to keep asking and now suddenly they can watch it. And they're like, you find out, wow, this is a really good movie. And you know what? It fits in nicely with that PG-13 yeah. rating. Which I mean, they had to wonder if they had gone with their original plan with Lost Boys, and if Lost Boys had been a team of middle school kids that were vampire hunters, mm-hmm. would you have had the same problem? Where would Lost Boys have been in the theater for two weeks and then gone? Oh, I th- I I think so. 
Because I mean, what, what, well, and I saw that movie when I was older, but it's like, who's going to go see that movie? I mean, unless people are really into horror stuff and want to check that out with their kids, but otherwise, I, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the stuff I remember from Lost Boys is, uh, is like the motorcycle chase and all, you right. know, these things that are more older kids stuff. Right. Right. I think this is a, you know, just as just kind of our way to wrap this up. I, I think, you know, I think we both enjoy it. I think this is one of those movies that if you, you know, if you get nostalgic for ET or the Goonies or, oh, I, can't even think of, maybe even a little bit of lost boys or, or stand by me we did that one uh, about a year or two ago mm-hmm. uh, you know any of those movies where it's like a group of kids going on an adventure or a group of kids in some kind of a club or group or you know whatever it is um i think you'd probably like this one and i think if i think if you're a fan of the old monster movies you know it's not it, it's really not ripping off those monster movies it's more of a yeah. You know, if, if it could be said to be a love letter to those old monster movies, I think that's what they were trying to do with it was, oh, yeah. say, hey, we, we loved these growing up and, and now we're going to try to give these characters to a new generation of kids. Yep. So yep. if you haven't yep. go watch. Yep. Yep. Agree. I agree with everything you said. That's our message. That All is right. our message. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this time. Uh, we are, if you want to find us in other places, uh, email, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that other stuff, uh, voicemail line that we've got. If you want to get in touch with us, all of those things, you can go to three zero podcast.com. That's our website. Yeah. How many all followers do we have, John? What's that? How many followers do we have? We have 700. Let me check it. It might've changed in the last, uh, in the last little bit. Uh, we currently have 714. 714. That's, that's awesome. It is awesome. So. And you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say this of the whole, like a uh, uh, couple weeks ago, we talked about the uh, pizza eating inci- incident yeah. during um, the cool thing about that whole thing. My takeaway was there was someone that actually was looking forward to our podcast. Right. Cause wasn't that the phrasing? I was really excited to listen to your podcast. I was looking, I'm just like, wow, it's like Jack Sparrow in the thing. You right. have to be the worst pirate I've ever heard of. Ah, yes, but you have heard of me. You have heard of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And no, and then that was kind of my, when I replied back to it, um, I didn't reply back to that person because that person okay. deleted their okay. that they sent out. Um, yeah. I thought because I got an email that said, Hey, this person sent you a message on Twitter. And then when mm-hmm. I went to go look for it, it said, this tweet has been deleted. So I wasn't going to call the person out by name and I wasn't going to, you know, be that way. No, 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 no. One of those cases where somebody said something and then they were like, you know what? No, nah, I'm not going to say that. And then they deleted it. So that's right. totally fine. I mean, that's, you know, that happens. So, yeah. you know, I wasn't, I wasn't going to get on the guy's case about it or anything, but you know, in, in my responses that I tweeted back, I was like, Hey, we, we got some feedback on this. Just wanted to let you guys know we were hungry. We do this for free. We're going to eat pizza on occasion. Hopefully it didn't ruin it for you. It, was, it really wasn't going that long, but you know, the whole, my whole takeaway from this is thank you that somebody felt like, you know, they cared enough that they wanted to send us a message and say, Hey guys, you know, I was really looking forward to it, but the eating was kind of distracting. And yeah, I was like, that means that somebody actually had, they cared enough to take the time to send a message. So yeah, there it is. That's fine. All right. That's cool. We're up for that. Um, so yeah. So if you want to get in touch with us, whether you want to talk to us about, uh, you know, eating pizza or, or things mm-hmm. like that, or you want to talk about movies, that's fine too. Uh, but you can reach us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, 
I was about to say Snapchat. I don't use Snapchat because I don't understand it, um, which I guess makes me sound old. Uh, <laughs> John, who, who are you talking to here? Well, yeah. Uh, Instagram was the one I was going for. We're on there, too. All right. Um, you can listen to us through Stitcher, Satchel, Google Play, iTunes, or directly on our website, 30podcast.com. Our next episode coming up is The Running Man. Oh, classic. Off our kind of horror comedy uh, movies uh, for the month of June. And then we are going to, I think I'm going to do a little bit of adjusting on our list of movies that are coming up for July. You call an audible? What's that? Are you calling an audible? Might be calling an audible um, because we've got, I have a whole bunch of movies on a list here, but I did want to do, I did want to try to throw in a, uh, like the Razzies of 1987 and talk about the okay. worst movies of the year. And I had mentioned before, I, I would like to do kind of a, an, a show overall of Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, I'm in that, for that one. That came out in 87. I'd like to do that. And I think July might be a good time to do that. Yeah. Um, and we got to find time to record our 150th show, which I think we're going to do movie music on. Oh. Um, so I'm kind of thinking that we might. You know what? Here we go. I'm going to list out. We'll put it to you, the listeners. Uh, I'm going to list out the movies that we have listed for July. And if there are one of these that you are really, really, really wanting to hear and really looking forward to, then you can let us know. And if that's the case, then I won't cut that movie from our. That's right. Um, the ones that I think we will definitely do yep. will be La Bamba. Uh-huh. And Dirty Dancing. Uh-huh. Uh, I have listed for July La Bamba. Prick up your ears, dirty dancing, and radio days. Yeah, I, I've dirty dancing. We've got to do. Or my yeah. wife might like never speak to me again. Right, um, and I've never seen La Bamba. I've never seen La Bamba too, but I've heard it's really good. So yeah, so. Um, and Pat, I know you're going to be excited for August. We're not there yet, but you'll be excited for that uh, one. That is all of our uh, uh, kind of military movies. Oh, feed me the list, John. Feed me the list. So okay, so here's the August. Here's the war movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hamburger Hill. Well, which I have not seen. Yeah, it's intense. Uh, Empire of the Sun. Uh huh. Full Metal Jacket. Yep. Uh, one that we have listed. I think I'm, I'm, I might keep it on here. It's it's a little bit less. It takes place, I think, in World War II, but it's a little bit less of an army war movie. Uh, Au revoir, les enfants. I am not familiar with that one. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, one of the f- just absolute favorite movies of mine is Good Morning Vietnam. Oh yeah. So looking forward to that one. So that's August. Yeah. That's going to be uh that'll be an interesting month. You want to hear September while we're at it? I, why not, man? Batteries not included. Oh, that one's fun. Inner space. Okay. Predator. Oh yeah. Superman four, the quest for peace mm. and space balls. Oh, space balls. Oh my gosh. Cue the Mel Brooks is a genius talk again. I know. So we got some good stuff coming up. Yeah, we do. So, and we got the... Okay. We, so, if, so for July, for our, that's kind of our art and music month. Uh, of, yeah. That's our theme for July is art and music. Yeah. If you have one of those movies, I think we are very definitely going to do La Bamba and we are definitely going to do Dirty Dancing. So mm-hmm. Prick Up Your Ears and Radio Days are the ones that might possibly be on the chopping block. Yeah. So well, if we got to talk reason, about... Would you, right. I mean, we've got to do Star Trek The Next Generation. I was just going to say, you can't forget about The Next Generation because that would just be silly. And you, we got to do our something special for 150 years, and we've been talking around music enough. So, you know. 
So, well, so I mean, if you we could we could just love, sum up. Yeah, if you I, love the movie Pick Up Your Ears, or if you love the movie Radio Days, then you need to let us know. Otherwise, those might be chopped yeah. off from July. Man, it doesn't mean you can't watch them. It just means you know. Well, what basically what is what, what does it boil down to? We watched the movie. We either loved it, and it was great, or we didn't like it so much. Bottom right. line, there it is. Go figure it out yourself. We got to talk about next generation. And you know what? I may go watch them anyway. Hey, yeah. you might, I might do this. I might watch them, and and I'll I'll talk about one minute of them. That would be cool. There you go. We could do a minute by minute podcast of Radio Days. I've you know what? Seen, I know I, there's I, that much to talk about, but. Uh, well, do you notice that we almost got into the minute-by-minute podcast here because our first commentary was about the words, the scroll at the beginning of the movie? Actually, it was, yeah. And we could talk about, and I could see that conversation like if we were just locked into how many other movies start that way. The Star Wars one, the you know what I'm saying? We could do a minute-by-minute of Monster Squad. We could do a minute-by-minute of Monster Squad. I'm a, I think I, I'm... Yeah, I gotta be honest with you now. I'm gonna go back and watch Next Generation episodes tonight. So, yeah, I've got two words. I've got two words for you, Patrick Stewart. Those are my two words. I'm done. Best. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw it out here. Best captain ever. He's pretty awesome, man. He's pretty awesome. All right, I'm gonna start making my list of favorite episodes so that we can talk about them. Oh, yeah, yeah. And do you like yeah. uh, do you like Riker with the beard without the beard? Yeah. <laughs> uh, with the beard. And Tasha well, Yar. Tasha Yar or War? Uh see, okay. She was a cool character. Mm-hmm. I give you that. But Worf, that guy was awesome. And they, mm-hmm. the, I mean, the the story art they put that guy on. They oh, yeah. followed that guy all the way through from bit part all the way to like one of the major players in Deep Space Nine so I mean that was that was pretty good so I, I'm definitely Worf Riker with the beard and Worf plenty of stuff to talk about when we get to that one so oh oh yeah yeah favorite episode oh yeah oh yeah all right okay well we will uh, we'll leave you with that we'll leave you with Monster Squad definitely go check it out mm. especially if you're a fan of Goonies or Lost Boys or some of those other movies yeah you should watch but, that movie yeah so uh, so until next time next time we're gonna be doing the running man so come on back next week and we'll be taking care of that one uh but until then be excellent to each other go watch some good movies and uh, we'll see you next time thank you pat thank you john and uh you know if you guys ever get in trouble just kick him in the nards <laughs> that's all yeah, you have man all right who, who are we pat we are the 30 something movies podcast then now i think i maybe just missed something what did i did i did i screw it up you were supposed I, to we're the monster squad we're the monsters <laughs> can you can can you, know you edit that you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna delete the entire last hour and a half okay just forget the last hour and a half entire thing we were gonna do this all in one take and you messed up the end i messed it up man so i'm, I'm gonna delete the whole uh, thing and start over. forget it let's go back to the beginning yep not doing that okay good night everybody good night Who are you? We're the Monster Squad.